Welcome to Peaceful Parenting with Pam. I am your host, Pamela Query, and I am here to help you keep your cool while still getting your kids to cooperate so you can parent in a peaceful way and actually enjoy being a parent. That means no more endless negotiating, lecturing, or explaining. No need for threats, bribes, or consequences. No more daily yelling. So if you want to create a peaceful family, I'm here to show you how. Welcome, welcome back dear parents. So happy you're here Uh, and today I'm going to be talking about how to prevent our children from lying or denying or sneaking or bragging. So this is all really common, really normal um, behavior as our kids get a little bit older, you know, maybe this might not happen until they get um, maybe five, six, seven, eight, that that, that kind of age upwards. So um, you know, how do we encourage our children to be honest with us? How do we uh, make it safe for them to come to us when they do something wrong or when they mess up? That's really important. You know, for many of us, we want our children. We, we probably didn't have the experience ourselves of being able to come and tell somebody when something was hard or that when um, when we messed up. And that's a big, a lot of responsibility for kids to handle these things on their own. And, you know, that's what we're here for. We have the wisdom of our very mature prefrontal cortex. We want to help them with these things, but we have to build the safety and the trust for them to be able to do that. So, um, and, you know, also we worry about how to, how do we make sure that our children grow up to be adults who take responsibility for their actions that we, you know, that's important for us. We don't want to just let them away with stuff and, and, you know, not, not realize that there's, that what they do affects other people. Um, and, you know, so the thing is that um, there are lots of different types of lies um, and our children lie for lots of different reasons. And what is really helpful is to um, come from this place that, you know, that you truly believe that your child is a good kid and that they're doing their very best. Um, and if they're struggling, there's a reason behind it. And what's really important is that you look below the surface and you see why are they doing this? Why are they responding in this way? And I love that analogy of a plant, that is, a house plant that is dying, <laughs> as many of mine are, um, that you don't blame the plant, that you look at everything, you look at the environment that they're in, you look at the conditions, you look, does it need more daylight? Does it need more nutrition? Does it need more water? So the same goes, if our children are lying, um, or denying stuff or whatever it is they're doing, then let's look at what's driving that behavior. Why why are they doing that? Why do they feel that they need need to lie? Um, So so that's that's the thing that's really important. Now, the other thing is that it's important to take into account where we're at as well as parents, that we bring all our own stuff to this as well. I've mentioned already that maybe we weren't listened to, we didn't feel safe, there was nobody we could confide in and bring our things to. So that makes it hard whenever we come from that place. Um, it makes it hard to make the conditions different for our own child. Um, and that really affects how we respond to our to our kids. We're often coming, um, we might also be coming from this place of like worry and fear um, that, you know, we're worried that if it's our responsibility to teach our kids right from wrong and, and um you know, that, that if we don't teach them right from wrong, if we don't have these consequences, if we don't respond really firmly and harshly, if our kids, um, if our kids uh, lie or, or um, don't behave well, then they're going to grow up to be 
adults that walk all over other people or that um you know are not very considerate and not nice people to be around so whenever we're coming from this place of fear about that then it's really hard to respond to our kids when they come to us and they've messed up where we catch them lying or we catch them doing something they weren't meant to do then it's really hard for us to respond with um with love and with care and with attention um so so I'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's really important for us to work on that and work on ourselves and work on our own reactions and why, if we're having a big reaction, why are we having that big reaction in the moment and what can we do about it? How can we respond in a more relaxed and more open and loving way the next time? Um, so, and the thing, I think it's also really good just to take a little bit of a reality check as well um, and face up to, the reality that most adults lie a lot so you know we tend to hold these very high standards for our kids you know our kids must you know if, if they lie then it's like oh my god they're going to turn out to be such an awful adult that is so untruthful or whatever but we as as adults we tell lots of white lies and we probably tell quite, I, I try to be really honest with my kids wherever it's appropriate but yes definitely there's times when you know, just to make things go easier, I tell little white lies to them. But even other adults, you know, whenever maybe whenever you have to, um, you know, when when you're meant to meet up and you just really don't feel like it, and you soften it by maybe telling a little bit of a white lie that you've got other plans or it doesn't quite suit. Maybe a group of friends that you don't really you don't really want to be part of, or it doesn't really suit you, but you don't want to you don't want to cause all the drama, so you just tell a little white lie just to make it all seem a little bit easier. So you know, hands up, how many people have done that in their time? Um, so I think it's important just to be aware of that. That yeah, adults lie too. It's not the end of the world. There's lots of re and we we all genuinely have a really good reason for it as well. You know, we genuinely often we're afraid of saying no or afraid of the consequences or of, of being truthful or whatever so it's exactly the same for our kids they're no different and they pick up on that very very quickly um so um yeah so that's the thing um and it's really important to um also be aware of the messages that we're sending to our children around truthfulness and 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 what they can share with us because um we can really I think we did quite a good job of confusing our children sometimes because what we're doing is we're giving on one hand, we're giving them this message that, you know, um, you know, you can come to me, you can tell me anything. Um, you know, I, I really want you to be able to come and share things with me if, if something hard is coming along. Um, but then at the same time, if we have a big reaction when they do come and it might not be, um, it might necessarily be, there might be a big reaction we might get really angry really mad at them for something that they've done or, or we might get really triggered when they tell a lie but we can also have very subtle reactions as well that we can our kids can pick up really quickly our disapproval um our you know our judgment um our annoyance even if we try and hide it our kids are really they know they can really really pick it up they'll, they'll pick up on that um, and they will respond differently next time. So on one hand, we're saying, yeah, yeah, come to me with anything. On the other hand, we're saying, no, when you come to me with this, it's not acceptable. I can't hear it. I'm going to get mad at you. Um, I'm not going to, or even like, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to take this thing seriously. So even when our kids bring the small stuff to us, um, we need to take it seriously. I remember there was um, talking to a, a, a friend and they'd been quite a, 
you know, a serious in incident in, in a school with a secondary, with a teenager, and um, they'd come to some harm, um, self-inflicted. And, you know, it gave, it gave a lot of parents a really, a really big fright in the school. And, um, you know, I remember this friend saying to me, you know, I just, I sat down with my child that night and I was like, you know, no matter how big a thing is, no matter how bad it seems, you know, you can tell me anything, you can tell me anything. And I just really need to get that message through. And I remember at the time thinking, you know what, the, the way to get that message through is by really listening to the small things, the really, really small things. And um, when they come home and say, oh, I've had a hard time with this or this, this friend, um, we had a falling out or, or whatever it is that we really pay attention to that and listen to that and, and take them seriously on those small things. And then they'll be able to come to us with the bigger things. So our reactions in the moment are really, really important. And look, it, sometimes we can't help getting triggered and overreacting. And we can always go back and say to go back to our child and say, look, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just had a big reaction to that. Um, but, you know, I've thought about it now and I'm feeling a bit calmer and I'm so glad you came and told me. I'm, I'm sorry I overreacted. So you can do a little bit of a repair job. Of, and then obviously that's really good fuel to, to work on that so you don't have that big reaction again. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's really important just to remember that the most important thing for our child, what matters to them most in the world is our love and our approval. Um, and it's not just because they look up to us, but because they are reliant on us for their very survival. Um, so if we withdraw our love and approval, and even in a really subtle way, um, if they sense of us that um, we, we've that they've let us down or, or we don't approve, then um, they're going to panic. They're going to react to that. And they're like, oh, my goodness, this is a really big deal. And they're going to respond differently. They're going to try to hide um, whatever that behavior is that we don't approve of so that increases the chance of them lying or telling fibs or, or denying things um, because they don't want to they don't want to bring on our disapproval so that's actually a really smart survival instinct that they have that you know if I tell my parent this thing they might not love me as much and my very survival is threatened so I'm going to hide this so in fact your child has been really smart in those moments um so um yeah, so if if you so if your child tells you something um, or isn't able to own up to something, um, you know, and or if they do something wrong, it's so important to take a breath and oh, just put yourself in their shoes for a minute and really try your hardest not to overreact. Remind yourself this is a good kid. They've got into some bother. Their thinking brain's not that mature. The thinking brain, which is the impulse control, the the judgment, the, um, you know, the reasoning, the decision making, it's not quite, especially if their behavior goes off track and they're not feeling connected, that goes way off track and they make these really not very helpful decisions sometimes. And they're only a kid and they are good and they want to be good. So it's really good just to remind ourselves of that and then to try not to react and to um, just to respond with, with kindness and with love. And, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. And um, how I try and respond is to always just say, you know, oh, I'm I'm so glad you told me, you know, something's gone wrong. I'm so glad you told me. Now we can figure it out together. That must have been really hard for you. I'm so glad you came and told me so I, I can help you with it now. Um, and that's a relief. It's a sense of relief then from, from your child. Yeah, the, you, you know, they've done the right thing. They've come to you and now you're going to help them figure it out. And then that's going to increase the likelihood of them coming back to you the next time.
Okay, so there's lots of different types of lying and and um, uh, uh, fibbing or whatever you want to call it. So there's lots of different types of that. So let's look at some of those. And remember, we want to look at the we want to look at the behavior underneath. We want to think we want to put ourselves into our children's shoes and things think why are they responding like that? What is going on underneath it? And then we can meet that if whenever we meet that need underneath, then our child is less likely to um, to do it again. And we're building trust and we're building on our relationship all the time when we do that. So um, let's see different types of lying. So they might deny doing something. So um, and often what comes in there whenever our child's like, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, often our own worries come in and our sense of, you know, raising a good kid comes in and we really, um, or we can feel very, uh, we can get really frustrated with our child because we want them to be responsible and we think they should know better than that. And we can have a really strong sense that we really want our child to admit it, admit that you did this thing. And that puts a lot of pressure on them uh, and they get very frightened that they're going to lose our, our approval and, and our love and they can go into panic then and then they just can't think very well. So in, in that scenario, um, you know, for example, um, you know, uh, yeah, you've seen them, you've seen them fighting with their siblings, say, and you saw them hitting one of them hit the other one and you come in, what happened here? And oh, he hit me and, and the, the, the other one denies it. I did not. I did not. And you're like, tell the truth. You must tell me what happened. Um, and look, all of that drama, that's just drama. You don't need to be drawn into all of that. What your kids need in that moment is your calmness, your connection. So you can just say, oh, what's happening here? OK, I'm sorry I wasn't here to help you, but I'm here now. Yeah. And you listen. You can listen to whatever feelings come up. And you can support them. And the big thing is you're offering your connection because when you offer your connection, they, um, your calm, your calm, emotional brain, your, your thinking brain is online. And when you attune to your child in that way, then you're going to help them to co-regulate. You're going to help them to regulate their own emotions, calm their much quicker. Their, their, their emotional brain is going to settle down and calm down. And they're going to be able to get back on track and back into their thinking brain again. So whenever you respond with that calmness and warmth and connection, and that's all they need. And then when they're back on track, they're able to make good judgments. They're able to behave well and you're able to trust them again. And. Um, so that's what they need in the moment. They don't need a lecture. They don't need all the explaining. They don't need you to back them into a corner. Um, they, and when you saw what happened anyway, like, what's the point? You don't need to get them to admit to it. So, you know, you just say, oh, bit of trouble here. I'm here now. I'm here. I'm sorry I wasn't here earlier. I can sort it out. I can help you sort it out. That's all you need to do. So what about... Um, Another type of line might be, you know, making things up, making up these really tall stories and fantastical happenings that are completely detached from reality. Um, our child might exaggerate wildly. And, you know, for this, I think for some kids, I wouldn't read too much into this, that, you know, they might just have a really vivid imagination. Um, and sometimes it can be just that they're looking for that bit of attention. They just want a little bit more attention. And they want somebody to really hear them and they want somebody to enter their imaginative world. Um, so when we can meet that with with lots of connection and, and attention, then they're less likely to, to keep going with with these um, slightly untrue stories. Um, 
what about uh, another one I was thinking of was the sneaky behavior. So when our children do, child does something behind our back. So it might be taking food or it might be taking their tablet or their screen or your phone and, and playing a game when they're not meant to. And um, what's going on underneath the surface there is that um, probably our, your child is not feeling safe enough to, to tell you how much they want something. So if they really want this, um, you know, or if, they, if, or if they do ask for something that you maybe respond quite harshly and they're a little bit afraid of that reaction of how you set limits. Um, so what is really helpful there is that you can set a limit um, that, you know, whenever you can make it OK for your child to ask for things, you does, doesn't mean you give in all the time. But whenever you set that limit, you do so with warmth, you do so with a willingness to listen to their upset and their feelings about it. So if you say, um, you know, if they ask for a bar of chocolate and you're not willing to give it to them and you can say, oh, I know you really want it. But no, we're not having it right now. I know. Yeah, I know you really want it. And the thing is that you can really listen to those feelings. And when you listen to the feelings, uh, you're you know you're saying no you can't have this but you're listening to their upset about it and um, and then you know they feel safer to share that with you you're not coming down harsh with them you know your automatic reaction um, might be oh look you've had so much today and I'm not giving you that and you know that you're not allowed this at this time and stop asking me this and whenever you come in with that kind of response then your child's like oh um and they're, they're afraid then they're afraid to ask but if you make it okay for them to ask and okay to be upset about it when you say no um, and to say no with warmth and, you know, with connection, then they're going to feel that they're, it's OK to ask again. And they're not going to go behind your back with it. Um, so um, what about another one is not telling us that they did something wrong. So, you know, things happen, accidents happen, things, uh, children make poor decisions. Uh, and then they feel the need to hide it from us. So I remember I had an incident here recently where um, involving a bowl of uh, cereal and milk and it all got spilt down the wall up in the bedroom. And, you know, um, the kids know they're not meant to eat up in the bedroom. Um, and I was well, I was so proud of my daughter because she came straight down and told me and she was like, Mom, I've spilt cereal all down the wall. And she was actually she was you know she knew and I just said to her I had my response she knew what she she could trust my response I mean in my head I was like oh my god for god's sake ah. but I was like okay my stock response I was like oh no really I was like oh thanks thanks for letting me know will we will we get this sorted out okay come on will you help me you take the cloth I'll take the you know I'll I'll, I'll get the squirty stuff Let, let's get this sorted out um, and I would much rather, that's the thing, I'd much rather she just told me. And then I, as we were cleaning it up, I was like, oh, God, look, look at this mess. Oh, my goodness. And I was sort of doing that nearly for my benefit, just to let my frustrations out a bit without without um, being too cross with her. And I said to her, I was like, you do know we have that rule about eating in the bedroom, don't you? And she was like, yes, mom. And I was like, what happened there? And she was like, oh, I just really, really wanted it. And I was like, I know, I know you really want it. And, you know, do you see why I have that rule now? And she's like, yeah, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. And I said, like, but I do, I really appreciate you telling me. And that was it. 
that was all that 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 was it there was no punishments there was no consequences I I asked her to help me sort it out and if she hadn't wanted to I would have dealt with that I wouldn't have forced her to clean it up with me and the thing was that uh, that she had a friend over uh, um and her friend was really shocked that she came and told me and her friend had said to her oh don't don't tell don't tell your mom don't tell your mom you'll be in big trouble I might get sent home and the friend was was panicking a little bit um and um she was really surprised at my reaction so um and I, I yeah and the thing is that I would rather have known so our reactions in that moment are really um are really really important and if your child is um hiding things like that or not telling you something's wrong they're maybe just afraid of the consequences they they or the the high expectations that there's something they know they're not meant to do and now they've let you down and what you're going to think of them because they've let you down um so we just have to if we want our child to to confide in us then we need to respond differently in that moment and you know we get triggered we can always go in and repair afterwards um Okay, the next one I've thought of is um, uh, when our child um, pretends they've done something that they haven't. Uh, so an example of that is when you ask them to go and tidy their room and you're like, have you tidied your room? Or have you put the laundry in the wash? Have you brushed your teeth? And they're like, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> and you know full well that they haven't. So the first thing is, if you know full well that they haven't, there's no point in backing them into the corner. So you can just say, oh, I see you haven't brushed your teeth yet. Let's go and get that done. I'll help you. Oh, bedroom. What's happening? Are you not feeling like like um, tidying your bedroom? OK, well, you know, and then you can go into, well, you know, we've talked about this. we got to get this done. What can I do to make it easier? Will I give you a hand to get started? Um, and then maybe you can turn it into a bit of a game. Will we put on some music and have a dance party and you throw things over to me and I'll put them in the laundry? So um, that just means if they're lying to you about it, it means that maybe they feel overwhelmed. They feel that weight of expectation again. They're maybe afraid to ask for our help because they're like, oh, God, mom expects me to clean that up. And I don't want to ask her because she's going to get cross at me. And, oh, it's just a bit much at the minute. I don't know how to start this. Um, so I'm just going to pretend I did it Um, see if I can get away with it. And. Um, so yeah, that, that just means that they need a little bit of input and a little bit of support from us. Maybe they're feeling a little bit disconnected. They just need our connection to get them going and need a little bit of fun injected into it. And get the fun is such a great way to build in collaboration and cooperation. Um, so then the the final one is bragging. When our kids brag, you know, with, with other kids, they're you know, um. They're maybe saying, well, I, you know, well, I'm going to Spain on my holidays this year. Where are you going? Um, and with the purpose to make somebody else feel bad, I guess. Um, and I think that what's going on there is there's, you know, a bit of that competition. Um, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a child is just feeling a little bit inadequate and they want people to think well of them. And maybe they have a little bit of anxiety around their friends and things like that. And they want they want that attention from their friends. And um, so, yeah, so it's about looking underneath and thinking, why, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? And, you know, not to make too much of a fuss of it, just to give them. Also, I think with the bragging underneath that is, is just a need for attention and a, a need to really be seen and a need to be sort of um, 
you know, yeah, just really seen and to be justified in, in, in acknowledged whenever they're doing something well. Uh, so what can we do to help? I've, I've outlined and a lot of those have outlined things to do to help, but generally speaking, broadly, what else can we do to help if, if, we're, if we're struggling with any of these behaviours around lying or, or not telling the truth? Um, so the, the, the big thing, I think, is how we respond in the moment, what our reaction is. If we get triggered and if we overreact um, and if we make it, so our, our reactions are really, really important. So whenever our child comes to us and tells us something and um, confesses to something or tells us, you know, uh, tells us they're struggling with something that, that we meet that, we meet that where they are and we offer our support and our guidance um, and we help them out and we take them seriously and we see them and hear them. And that's going to go such a long way to our children to be, be able to come and share with us. And even if we think of ourselves, who do we share with? Who are the people that we tell or, or you know, when something goes wrong, who are we willing to tell? Um, and the people, you know, if we're afraid of letting somebody down or if we're afraid of somebody's reaction or somebody's judgment, you know, oh God, if I tell them that, that they're really going to judge me, then we don't go back and tell those people things. But, you know, that friend who's like, no matter what we do, they see the best. I have, I have, so, I have a couple of friends and, you know, no matter what I do, they're like, oh, you know, I can really see you were doing your best and you're such, you know, you're, you're such a great person. And I really get that vibe from them. You're such a great person, Pamela, and I can really see you're doing your best. And there must be a reason behind why that went wrong. And those type of friends I can tell anything to. Um, so that's really important to remember. Um, so our, our responses are really important. But of course, things go wrong. We do get triggered. And then we can just go back and we can repair. But what's really important about that, if we're getting triggered and we automatically react, and it's natural if, you know, say a child spills, knocks over a glass of milk and it smashes on the floor. And often we were, if we did that when we were a kid, we would have been, in, you know, many of us would have been in big trouble. Um, or, you know, they would have sense picked up on the vibe that we were in trouble uh, or, or maybe we were shouted at. Um, so then whenever our kid does that, we have this big reaction ourselves and we can get really cross very quickly. Oh, for goodness sake, what are you doing? You should be you should be more careful. Um, and we can certainly go back and repair. But what's really important there is that we work on that reaction ourselves. And we do that through listening time, through the hand in hand parenting tool of listening partnerships, where we spend time talking to another parent um, and we can um, offload our, uh, our reaction in the moment and what is triggering us in the moment. And then whenever we're able to do that, we can come back to that situation when it happens next time and we can respond with a lot more um, patience and, and care and warmth without bringing our own drama into the situation. Um, okay, so that's really important that we work on ourselves, work on our own triggers and our own reactions so we can respond and um, we, we can respond more uh, kindly. Then um, the other thing to remember is not to back our kids into a corner. Nobody likes to be backed into a corner. Uh, if, if we know they haven't done something or have lied about something, we can just let them know, look, I, look, I know this happened and let, let's just try and sort it out. Um, and then our kids can, can work with that and can move on from that. What else is really going to help is special time, is giving our, you know, if the issue is that our, our kid isn't maybe not getting the attention they need, um, if they need more connection, um, then special time, which is one-to-one -one play time with a child. If we're doing that regularly, we are building the trust in our relationship. We're building the connection. We are meeting our children's need for attention. 
um, and we are giving them in in those 10 or 15 minutes of special time we're giving our child approval um, and often they could bring those forbidden things that they maybe they aren't allowed to do. They think it's a yes space that they can bring whatever they want as long as it's safe and legal and all of that. But um, and so whenever our kids can, um, they can bring those things to special time. Um, and we can notice, you know, if, if they, they can ask to eat sweets or they can ask to have screen time or they can ask to do things that they aren't normally allowed to do. And we can have little short special times for those things and, and say yes. Um, and that then, you know, our kids can really feel our approval around these forbidden things. And that can take the that can take the drama out of it um, and make it less likely that they're going to keep going back to that. Um, so what else is going to help is, is setting limits with um, with connection and with warmth and without harshness. We can even even set limits with play, with playfulness. So that our kids don't feel that really, oh my God, real dread when it comes to limits. So they're really afraid of them. Uh, so if we do it with warmth and connection and allow, make room for the feelings, be willing to listen to our children's upset whenever we do say no, then um, they're more likely to be able to share that with us. And they're more likely to be accepting of those limits and not try to hide away from them or hide things from us because they're scared of the limits and the consequences that we're going to set. Um, so loads of loads of stuff there loads of ideas um uh and yeah so thank you for joining me thank you for joining me today i hope that that has given you something to think about in terms of uh the approach to lying and what do you do when your child lies well think about the reasons underneath think about the emotional drivers and think how you can meet those unmet needs underneath and when you're able to do that then your, your child just doesn't have the reason, doesn't have a good reason to lie. They don't need to do it. Um, and they don't need to turn to that as a, as a, as a coping mechanism, really. Um, so, uh, and, and that's, that's the best way to deal with lying. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, goodbye. If you enjoyed listening, I would be so grateful if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever service you use to listen to podcasts. This will really help me to reach more parents. You could also share the podcast with any other hardworking parents you think might enjoy it. Thanks for your support. Would you like to get your kids listening so you don't have to shout and instead you can start enjoying being a parent? Then pop along to my website, pamtheparentcoach.com or follow the link in the show notes to get signed up to my next virtual Peaceful Parenting Masterclass. See you next time. Thank you.